All right. If you see a glare in, in the glasses, it's because I got my computer up. And so that way we can talk about all these. You already these forgot that the vaccine's fucking with your head, huh? <laughs> Dude, how you, how I you fucking, feel? Uh, I actually feel really good right now. I feel literally almost zero. I have a little tiny headache right here. Uh-huh. But other than that, it's like, uh, dude, earlier, like around, I don't know, maybe 11 or 12, I was fucking going down, bro. Like full body ache. Fucking, yeah. I slept for like what? Like four hours, car? Two. I slept for two hours straight, snoring nice. like a bear. Take the rest of the week so, off, dude. I know I would I would if I didn't have to do Tom's thing tomorrow. Fuck him. Sorry, sorry. Dude, <laughs> sorry. Now I gotta go back and edit that out, dude. <laughs> sorry. Fuck, man. <laughs> All right. Well uh, are you even starting... recording? Oh you are. Okay. Yeah, I am. Okay, my fault. Hey, bitch, relax. It's my fault, huh? I wasn't right, locked so, in, but now I am. All right. Uh, this is Gold Belts and Glory, and we're talking UFC... 261 Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal part deuce. Uh, man, this was a hell of a card, dude. I mean, every kind of thing you could possibly think could happen at a UFC pay per view happened. That's you know, very much so. Uh, a weird stoppage, a devastating leg break, possibly the worst one I've ever seen. Um, a, a dominant performance, uh, a title change, and a devastating knockout to end the night. I mean, and we'll, we'll go through them all, but uh, man, whoever whoever decided that this card was weak and was not worth watching, <coughs> Craig, um, you definitely missed out because this card was fucking <laughs> badass, dude. I, I believe Lewis made the same decision. I think he sat out. No, he's regretting it. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's worth it. Also, uh, short. I timed myself. I rewatched this card yesterday. 34 minutes. It was like 34 minutes and 17 seconds to watch every fight on this card. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it was fast. I almost feel like that's why Rogan was interviewing all the losers, just to, like, pad time, dude. But See, I didn't see any of that because I always watch just, like, the um, sort of, like, the on-demand. Uh, uh, ESPN just cuts the fights down to, like, just the fights as soon as they – as like, it just starts where Bruce Buffer is. And then it just goes from there. So I didn't see any of the oh, filler. Okay. I was drinking a lot while I was waiting for them to pop up. So that was a problem. But other than that, I didn't see any of the filler. But I heard there on was the live. on the replay. On the replay, they don't know like live. If you wait just a few minutes, they cut the fight down and they just put the fight up. So you don't see like the walkouts or the interviews or anything like that. You just see the fight. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's the I I love watching it that way. Huh. Well, um. I guess we'll get started here with the opening contest, which was Billy Crute. That's his name, right? Jim. Jim Crute. Jimmy Crute. 
whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's fighting Anthony Smith. Um, and this fight, it was actually pretty crazy because, uh, you know, they were mixing it up pretty good. And then Anthony Smith kicked Crute like on the back of his knee. Crute goes down, but he stumbles into a takedown and takes down Anthony Smith. And you can see this is towards the end of the first round. He's given it everything he's got, trying to control him, trying to go for the finish, hitting him. Anthony Smith tries to scramble up. Jimmy Crude or takes him down again, uh, like two or three times, right, Rich? At yeah, the I mean, it was, yeah, 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 a hundred percent. The the most the, the most amazing thing is how these guys have locked in that that uh, outside leg kick and and how they're how they're kicking that nerve and it's now it's like it's more common that you see that they call it drop foot where the guy can't fucking move his leg like it's it's more common we saw it with henry cejudo that's the first time i never saw it and i'm just thinking though mouse. in that after that second fight some of these guys might want to be rethinking that leg kick dude <laughs> yes oh man dude but are these are these leg kicks becoming more common? Are these leg yes. kicks like this becoming more common? Yes. Yeah, yes. because it seems like yes. it's becoming more of an issue lately. Yes. Well, they're fi- they found what happened was they found the sweet spot. So, mm. so when it first happened, um, I don't think anybody kind of knew exactly what happened. Like they they thought like when it happened to um, Cejudo against Mighty Mouse, he kicked him, and he got drop foot. Nobody ever really seen it. So they thought he just rolled his ankle, like on a step back or something like that. They thought he just landed weird on the step back. So nobody really figured out the dynamic of that. And then yeah. when fucking uh, when uh, Chico Vera fought uh, Sean Sugar. O'Malley, oh yeah, and he, and he did the same exact thing, and he got that drop foot. Then people started fucking understanding that there's a nerve back there and the perennial nerve and all this bullshit. And if you kick that nerve, you're, it's like hitting your funny bone. Your shit just goes numb immediately. I mean, that sounds, there's a lot of ways to get hurt in fighting. That just sounds awful. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. And the fact that they just now figured it out, that's wild to me. That's, that's like the Achilles, that's like the Achilles tendon, bro. Like if you cut that thing, it's over. Like it's, that's so exposed and so weak back there. Like if you get hit and, and it's obviously it's showing, uh, if you get hit back there, here, a done deal. I text Matt awful. when Crute was kind of mad scrambling. I said, he knows he's fucked right now. And what you're seeing is him giving everything he's got because he knows he probably yeah. ain't coming back out in the yeah, second round. Yeah, exactly what it looked like. Um, so he, he, you know, he tries to come back out and the, and the doctor waves it off. So that's the end of the fight uh, for that. Anthony Smith gets the win. Um you know, good for him. He's he's reeled off a couple wins now in a row, I believe. So then we go on to Chris Weidman against um, Uriah Hall. One kick. Weidman goes for one leg kick and has the worst. I mean, basically, as far as in terms of UFC, the worst leg break since Anderson Silva broke his leg against Weidman all those years ago, but probably worse. I mean, you see that? Look at that. One kick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Y- Uriah Hall is no the only fighter in UFC history to win a fight without throwing a strike. Without doing anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
horrible way to win, though. I mean, no, nobody wants to win that way. That's just awful. So he goes for that low leg kick. Uriah Hall checks it. And basically, like half his leg wraps around Uriah Hall's knee. Oh. And it's almost like his toes came around and touched the backside of his leg. And then you just see it. He looks like Plastic Man from the old cartoons, dude. It's just on the floor dangling. I mean, the, the, the kick was bad, but the worst part for me was the step back when he stepped yeah, back yeah, and yeah. kind of like collapsed back. That was just whatever is worse than painful to watch. It was that. It was Rich, so bad. You, you think this is worse than slow motion? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was to say, you think this is worse say, than Sid? Uh, you remember Psycho Sid when he jumped off? The yeah, top? I remember Sid. Uh, yeah, so I have to send Sid that to Matt. I don't know, man. <laughs> I want to see this. I don't. Uh, that dude's fucking boot was sideways, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. It, it. You know what, man? I think that Sid's was worse because of the fact that be. he was jumping down from the top, and he's like two hundred and forty <laughs> pounds, and it just lands and just fucking disintegrates this fucking leg dude oh my god i don't sit's know. probably like 315 dude i'll send it to you right now man. yeah he, he, okay he's a big guy but um yeah like if you watch that replay in slow motion then you can find it on youtube you can see that he doesn't even react until he steps back and then as he steps back he has to plant his foot which is basically now the top of his shin and then the fucking pain sets in and then he's like crying shit but fuck that was like it's it's crazy because i was watching it and i matt, literally do you have, matt you have I your phone hold on hold on, hold on rich yeah matt you have your phone go, go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead pull it up right now i want to hear this reaction okay here we go <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> 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 oh that's awful <sighs> nope this is worse this is worse. yeah well, this is way worse <laughs> that's 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 worse i don't know why that's worse but it's, it's essentially the same injury but that is that is so so off this one's worse this is this is that's bad but Wyman's was bad. That. That's terrible. You saw the skin break too. His bone, I think, broke his skin open too. He did. Horrific, dude. You could, you could yeah, see that very quickly sort of go like black and blue, the line. And it was just like, mm. yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I can't. Right there, boys. Oh, I just can't even imagine. Feast your eyes. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. A couple of years ago, uh, a couple of years ago in wrestling practice, I fucking was wrestling this kid and I shouldn't have been doing it. And I threw the fuck out of him. Right. And the way he landed, I landed on my hand and he landed like on my elbow and I fucking snapped my wrist and all my ligaments and my fucking hand shattered, bro. It was like, like as soon as it happened, I had like flashbacks, PTSD of my fucking wrist, dude. And I was like, Oh, his fucking leg is broken. Nobody saw it. It seemed like nobody saw it. Until like they panned back and he was laying on the ground like a starfish and his fucking foot was the other way. You could hear it oh, too, dude. It was bad. Yeah, um, you can hear it. It was nasty. You can hear the crack, yeah. And there's been memes going around because I don't know why Joe Rogan was doing this on this night, but he was interviewing everybody that got knocked out, dude. Which is something he said he wouldn't do again. 
But you see the memes of Weidman getting rolled out of the arena and it's like Rogan right there with the microphone in his face. Yes. <laughs> didn't, didn't he do that to um it was DC he did that to right after he got knocked yeah, out? Yeah, it was again. DC. And then he was like, I'll never do that again. It must have just been to pad the runtime because it was it had to be a really short. Um, I mean the, the fights were over so quick, they must have just been doing whatever they could to scratch it out. You know who loved when yeah, Rogan that, interviewed him was John Jones because he's been using that clip ever since, dude, to talk shit on DC. Of course. Yep. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on that one, Rich? Um, pretty horrific. Uh, honestly, if anybody's listening to us, which I doubt, uh, I hope Weidman. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Weidman uh, successfully uh, completes treatment and uh, physical therapy, and I hope he comes back. Um, just kind of going back to what I, what I usually say, man, it's hard for me watching these guys that I grew up on Weidman and Anderson Silva and Vitor Belfort and, and not bow out gracefully, you know, like, unfortunately yeah. this had to happen to uh Weidman like this. And the crazy part is the exact same shit he did to Anderson Silva. And ever since that, it wasn't, he wasn't the same guy. So I, I kind of hope he, uh, I kind of hope he, kind of takes it as like maybe this might not be it for me anymore you know uriah hall was but traumatized the fight, after the when they were interviewing uriah hall he was horrified dude yeah yeah he so. was shook. understandably yeah so then we had uh the first of three title fights the bullet valentina shevchenko defending the title against jessica Andrade and um Boy, it was a fucking easy night for her. Just took her down at will over and over and over again. Basically just fucking toyed with her. Finally, in the second round, gets her in a crucifix and just starts unloading elbows on her face. And they call it uh, not a whole lot to say. I mean, she just dominated her from, from bell to bell. She fought like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, I have a question about the I have a question about UFC. Because like I said last time, I'm a more casual fan, uh, getting to know the sport more. That is even more true with the women's division, which I have paid very little attention to because like Pierce, I'm a sexist, misogynistic dinosaur. Um, <laughs> do, do But one thing I've noticed, because I've just been kind of looking through different people and their records and all this stuff. Do women fighters tend to switch weights more often than male fighters? Like weight classes, I mean. Mm, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, in this case, in this case, uh, Andrade did uh, go up because um, she was fighting flyweight because she beat Rose uh, for the book, and then um, she went up to try to win this belt. So not they switched, not, not like uh, because there's no women fighters really in the UFC. So it's like the, they're out of fights. So like. You know, they're already calling for Shevchenko to, to go up again and fight Nunez for the third time, even though she's already lost her twice. Um, so it's just lack of people yeah. in the division. Lack of talent. In the These division. women yeah. have cleaned the divisions out. Like, they were talking about Zhang Weili uh, fighting Shevchenko because she was another one of those people that was just dominating her division. But we'll get to that uh, fight in a minute. There, there does seem to be sort of a, a like a top heavy disparity where it's oh, like yeah. in, in the upper weight classes, it's like Amanda Nunez, then nobody else. Now it's kind of Rose and wait, what's her name? Jay Lee. Jay Lee. Yeah, I have a problem with that too. Way Lee. 
Zhang Wei Li, I'm sorry. Uh, and then it, but it's like it's them and then nobody else. So it's like, okay, that's that's interesting. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Sevchenko's out of an opponent's but too. I'll and... tell you what though, Matt, like yeah, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say they just to finish up on that before um they interviewed Shevchenko after the fight, and she was like, This is who you guys thought was gonna be my toughest challenge. She's like, everybody that's looking for weaknesses from me, there are none. So stop trying. <laughs> she said that, dude. Uh, she cut a <laughs> hell of a promo after the fight. I was like, God damn, dude. But uh, good for her. Well, but what the, are problem is, the problem is, well, the problem is, is that like, like, like Shevchenko and Nunez and for that matter, um, when Rose has her mind right, there's really nobody in the top eight that can fucking beat them. Like the, 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 the level is just so crazy. It's not like, it's not like when guys fight, you can fight a number one contender versus a number five or a number six, and it'll be a good fight. Unfortunately, the, the women underneath there, like from like five down, it just doesn't even compare. Like you're going to put Alan uh, Shevchenko versus fucking Jessica. I come on. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. It's, she already it's, slept. It's not her even hard as fuck. And there, right. And, and there's nobody, even like in, in Nunez's weight, like she's fighting fucking soccer moms, bro. It's just, there's just nobody there. Interesting. Okay. It's like that one clip, huh? Yeah, she- <laughs> <laughs> you know it's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's dude. exactly what it was, Mike. That's exactly what it was, Mike. <laughs> That's another one I'll have to send to Matt, dude, to get him up to speed on yes, all please. of our uh, references. But, okay, so the next fight was uh, Thug Rose coming back, challenging Zhang Wei Li. Zhang Wei Li booed out of the stadium. Uh, everybody loves Thug Rose, but, I mean – the whole China thing too, I'm sure, was playing into it as well. What you know, what did she say? I did not hear what she said. I, I I heard she made some sort of disparaging comment. I don't know what it was though. What was her what was her thing? Well, she claims you know that that's was, not what she, yeah, she claims it's not what was meant. She said better better dead than red. Everybody she thought she, than red. Yeah, referring to like Chinese. Yeah, but did I she guess go to the Joseph, did she go to the Joseph McCarthy School of Trash Talk? <laughs> <laughs> she was referencing like the USSR or something because of where she's from. That's what she says. So who knows? Whatever. What, what, was, what the what the thing was? What the thing was was she was she was um, I forget her background now. I'm not sure if it was Polish or 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 something like that. But she was refer- referencing the fact that her culture has been like. Uh, you know, oppressed and stuff by the Chinese culture and those kind of things. And there's this movie called uh, The Other Team or something like that. And it's basically the men's basketball team from from her from her land and how they were treated in the Olympics and like nobody cared about them and, you know, that kind of shit. So it goes back to like way fucking back in the day and like ancestors and shit like that. And what she said was she's not she has nothing against Wei Li. She has it's just right it's just it's just the the focus that her brain has to go into the fight with is that it's like us against them type thing and and to be fair the reds that is the soviet union that's what they called the soviet union back in the days 
Yeah, the, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't referencing China. That would right. be a more modern reference. I also just looked it up. She's Lithuanian. Lithuania. So that, right. I believe Lithuania was part of the Soviet bloc. So yeah. yes, this is a cultural thing that we probably don't understand because it goes yeah. back way deeper. It goes back a hundred years for them. So right, right, whatever. Okay, to, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, but but to get to the fight, um, Rose, you know, was um, I thought she had tremendous head movement, and it seemed like her boxing had gotten a lot more crisp. I mean, she, Trevor Whitman, what a great night for that guy, um, you know. Bobbing and weaving though, and uh, kind of setting this whole thing up, and then she just hits um, Whaley with a left roundhouse kick, hits her right in the head. She drops like a sack of shit, jumps on her, starts hammer fisting her. It's over, round one, right? It was round one, right? Oh yeah, round one. Yep. It was like a minute thirty in or something. It was again very fast. So Whaley Zhang or Zhang Whaley, I keep getting that mixed up. Gets up and she's pissed, but she's stumbling around. She can't get her bearing straight. And she's saying, bullshit, this is a, you know, um, a fast stoppage. And she was ready to go. No way. She she was on no. cloud nine, dude. She was in the shadow realm. No, she, she was, was out. She was wobbly. She was out of it. That was, a, I thought it was a good stoppage. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. What yeah. do you think, Rich? No, no, no. I agree with, I agree with that. It was a beautiful, if, see, I'm, I'm, I, I pay attention to the details, and if you watch the replay and they show you the angle from Whaley's back, you can see uh, Thug Rose looking down as she kicks up. Yeah. And that, if you look at Whaley's, um, her first uh, reaction, she kind of like jumps back. The shot and her and her leg her leg gets locked. Did you did you see that? Yeah. How her how her left leg kind of locked out because uh -huh. Doug Rose was looking down at the leg, so she thought it was a leg kick. She was gonna jump out of the way of a leg kick, and that shit went right over the shoulder, bro. Boom! Yeah. Fucked yeah. her shit all the way up. Wow. Yeah. I didn't notice that. And yeah. I, thought I mean, beautiful. Watch the replay. You can see her looking down, and then it comes up, and that's that's what Anderson Silva did. To be, to Vitor Belfort when he kicked him in the fucking face. Remember that, Mike? Yeah. When he did that Steven Seagal shit. Yeah. <laughs> he he was looking down at his feet and he just fucking went bam. He kicked him right up in the face. Matt. And that's what that's, happens. That's not a joke either. He literally said he learned that move from Steven Seagal. Oh, that's not a joke. Wow. And Steven Seagal no, cornered him in that fight. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure. Uh, Steven Seagal cornered Anderson Silva. Yeah. All fat My God. I should have been a UFC fan 10 years ago or whenever this was. That would have been and wild. That, that's why every time I talk about my son going to karate now, I always say karate because that's how Steven Seagal said it. Of course. And they were interviewing him in the back, dude. He's like, yeah, you know, I uh, taught him that karate move. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, dude. But um, he takes man, full new credit for that, bro. Yeah. New champ, though, for, for Thug Rose. Good for her. She's back on top. Hopefully she can handle that now because uh, she really didn't like being champ the first time. But uh, I think some lessons were learned. And, um, you know, again, Trevor Whitman really has taken these fighters to the next level as we get to the main event. Kamaru Usman taking on Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. The first fight, Masvidal had the excuse – 
you know, I had six days, you know, I didn't have a training camp, blah, blah, blah. No excuses this time. Well, (laughs) full training camp. He knew it and he got dominated again, dude. I mean, Usman, he, he kept setting up that head punch by, I don't know if you saw like rich, he kept going jabs to the body. A lot of this fight. Uh, there was one time yeah. he took him down to in devastating fashion. He double legged him, yes. picked him up and yes. slammed him hard as fuck onto the ground, dude. Um, yeah, that was a great takedown. I thought Masvidal was underestimating Usman's power big time. The whole laughing thing he does and all that shit. Um, he just kept getting tagged. And then second round comes along and Usman he kind of takes his left hand out like this and pulls uh, Masvidal's hand down and then just comes with a straight right, basically a fake out of a one-two. But he puts that left hand up, pulls his hand down, hits him, and there's not a lot of times you see a straight right with the full follow-through. And people have captured this picture. I mean, his force. <laughs> I mean... This isn't like he was stepping yes. back and just, t- I mean, he went, oh, he yes, connected. Matt, yes. <laughs> like, you cannot believe, dude. Yeah, I mean, fuck. That was like he a just... cartoon punch. Absolutely. You could see his soul leave his body. 100%. It was unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. And I don't particularly like Masvidal, so I was quite happy to see him get just sh- shut down like that. It was great. I was with people. I was watching this fight with people who were arguing that that first round was actually not too bad for Masvidal. And I thought it was a pretty great first round for Usman regardless. And then obviously I did too. Well, well, let me just, let me just read the numbers. Uh, Total strikes 56 for Masvidal and 32 for Usman. Significant strikes 31 for Masvidal and 21 for Usman. So I was wrong. Wow. It looked better. I mean, but but everybody was wrong because I thought the same thing. It seemed like yeah. Usman, yeah. Usman kind of edged out that first round. It was kind of close in my book. Um, but dude, that that's, fucking that's so that punch, bro. That's so interesting to hear that though, because I really thought I was like, oh, the first round looked pretty good. Maybe I just was really, you know, you see what you want to see, I guess, but interesting. Interesting. I mean, you could yeah, argue right. though that the, that, that the takedown. Usman got, you know, helped him in that first round as well, but it doesn't matter because there was no, they didn't leave it to the judges in the second round. Cause he, yeah. I mean, he fucking slept him hard, dude. I mean, Mas Masvidal was on the ground snoring. He, he was out dude. Um, yeah. Real out. I think the problem with Masvidal is, uh, you know, after he lost to wonder boy, he got hungry. And, and he, he wanted to build himself back up, and he went on a tear. Then he kind of got celebrity status, got kind of big. There's rumors that he's fucking around with that Valerie Lareda from uh, Bellator. You know, he's got a <laughs> – he's got, a, you know, big money now. He's got a new MMA promotion he started on the side. You know, he's kind of got that celebrity life, and maybe his ego got the best of him. And, you know – you could whatever you say about Trump shit and all that. But then to me, the ultimate sin that he committed was calling in on that Jake Paul press conference and backing him up and trying to train this guy to beat Ben Askren. I, I, I mean, come on, dude. What are you what are you doing hanging out with this guy? 
Well, and he's probably going to lose some fans because of that, because now everybody in the UFC is after Jake Paul and Masvidal was the guy on his side just because he was fighting Ben Askren. So that's probably not going to be great for his status. And he's coming off two losses in a row, a knockout. And his last win was again against uh, what Nate Diaz due to stoppage due to cut or something like that. I rewatched that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I can't imagine his star is still on the rise. I don't really no. get him. I don't, I don't really understand his appeal. Well, well, I know he's got a good story and he's entertaining, but I don't, I don't quite get it. And that's the, that's the thing. That's the thing. Big dog is that he is that, and he's a true, true gangster. And he's, he's, he truly fights with hate and passion and love. And like, you can see it. Um, but I agree with you 100%, Mike. If he would have stayed his old self throughout this whole thing and got like, you know, instead of holding out for fights, you know, picking yeah. fights and just fucking fighting people, mm-hmm. I think he would have more respect that way, right? Yeah. Even from somebody that really doesn't like him, like Matt, which, which is fine. Because, I, I mean, I don't really care either way. But if he would have stayed himself and not gone kind of Hollywood, if you want to put it that way, yeah. then I think I would have had more respect for him you know, been like, damn, you know, but him holding out, he, he never had the belt. He's never had the belt. Uh, you know, Kobe Covington says it all the time and I hate him too, but he says like, he has like fucking 18 losses. You know, yeah. it's like, who are you to hold out for a fucking title shot? You're a nobody. You just keep fighting. Yeah. He is a draw though, but he's a and big I, star. You know, he's a big I star. Think, he's a, he's a I, star. I think whoever he fights next is going to do big numbers as long as it's somebody, either somebody like a Connor, where it's just, you know, that's another big star who's going to draw, or it's in somebody in the top five, you know? Whether you know what? that be. I you, I guarantee you, if he fights uh, Nick Diaz, sorry to cut you off, if he fights Nate Diaz, that'll be another fuck. Nobody wants to see it, but it'll be another fucking record pay per view, bro, because people just like watching. Real fucking, yeah. They just like watching them because they're real fucking. They're real like gangsters, bro. They they talk shit. They walk it. They talk it. They back it up. They get knocked out and fight again. Fucking Nate Diaz beat Conor McGregor, dude. It's like fuck. Actually, I I don't particularly like either of them, but that is the fight I'd like to see. I'd like to see Masvidal versus Nate Diaz again because the first fight ended in such an unsatisfactory way. So it'd be fun to see it again. And they're both similar age and it'd be a good fight. Well, Dana White is offering up Nick Diaz on a silver platter. He's sacrificing him to the MMA gods, which we'll get to once we wrap this up here. Kamaru Usman, though, is he pound for pound now the best fighter in the UFC? I saw John Jones is still number one, and that's bullshit. I, he is. I yeah. think uh, I think Usman is the GOAT, bro. From I mean, like... We can't compare him. See, see, I think I think a lot of people like compare these guys to like older fighters, right? To like yeah. like BJ Penn or like George St. Pierre or like G you know, exactly, or like even fucking um Anderson Silva or like those kind of guys. But we 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 have to see what's real. Like this is a new era. So Usman is the GOAT right now. Yeah. Fucking Woodley was the GOAT five years ago. Right. Um, uh, you know, um, Andra, I mean, uh, Nunez is the GOAT right now. Right. 
Shevchenko is the GOAT right now. So we can't like compare him to past stuff because that's just like, you know. So I think Usman is the GOAT right now. Yeah, I really agree with that. I don't like I don't like comparing any sport. You hear this a lot in basketball, comparing like LeBron to Jordan or Magic or right. Kareem or whatever. And it's very silly. Because how do you compare different eras? It doesn't work. Um, right. I think Usman is pound for pound the best right now because he's he, he's amazing. He seems to be getting better and he's very active. I don't know how they keep making John Jones the pound for pound number one. Like I understand it, but he hasn't fought in like what two years now, and we don't know yeah. when he's going to yeah. fight again. So he's super inactive. So how does he keep getting it? I mean, Habib, I know he retired, but he was immediately off. So yeah, Usman should be number one. I don't know how John Jones still is. You know, I, agree. That's, I think I think. Go for it. I think Khabib uh, should have been pound for pound the GOAT uh, fucking five years ago and, and stayed on top. John Jones should have should have been off there after his second fucking dirty piss test, bro, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, you know? I, I, I agree with that. Pick two grams, bro. I think Khabib should have been up there for a long time. You know, I, Khabib should have been up there until the day he retired. And then the new era begins, which is fucking, you know, who, who has the uh, fucking, uh, I think Poirier right now for that division might be the GOAT. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. Michael Chandler is a fucking stud, man. So, Usman brought this up in the press conference, too. He said, you know, these welterweights got to start showing me something. He said, I'm the most active guy in this division, and that, that shouldn't be the way it is the champ shouldn't be the one you know trying to get fights and all these guys are trying to hold out for a title shot i mean uh definitely colby leon did that for a long time and he's starting to step up now and take some other fights um you know uh they gave gilbert burns a shot because you know masvidal sat out and he didn't want to fight like a lot of these guys gotta start fighting so the rankings got shook up quite a bit in this division. Masvidal goes down to number five now. Wonder Boy is number four. Um, I think he got Gilbert Burns uh, three. I think Covington is number one. I'm forgetting somebody at number two, but um, I can pull him up. But I'm pretty sure Colby is still the uh, number one ranked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Colby's one, Gilbert Burns is two, Leon Edwards, Wonder Boy. And there you go. Yeah. That's right. I was forgetting about Leon Edwards. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this is the first crazy story I heard. Ariel Hawani and DC were saying that if somehow Leon Edwards loses to Nate Diaz, that Nate Diaz, do you have the rankings? Where is he ranked right now? Who, Nate? Who, Nate, yeah. Nate Diaz? Yeah. He's ranked... He's not. <laughs> He's not even He's in not the ranked. top 15. Uh, no, no. Yes, that's correct. Okay. No. He's going to get the next title shot against Usman if he beats Leon Edwards. That's fucking bullshit. I don't care how big of a draw you are. You have to respect the sport somewhat, dude. But do you? <laughs> yes, man. Oh, that's no, that's I what know. I was trying to I say know. earlier. And I, uh, I agree with you. I do. But I know in Dana White's just money-loving mind, which is understandable, he's got a lot of bills to pay. He's got a lot of money to skim off the top. That money's not going to skim itself off the top. Um, he he will look at that and he will be like, all right, well, Usman just beat Jorge twice. 
Um, he beat Colby once, you know, really exciting fight, but it was a knockout. Nate just beat the number three guy. That must make him the number two and money. So I feel like I feel like they could logical leap enough to make it work. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's feasible or it's possible. Well, then the thing is, I agree with you, Matt. The thing is, it's like, Mike, this has been going on for fucking a couple of years now. Maybe oh, three I know. Or four years. Nobody cares about the rankings, bro. The rankings no. are shit. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, whoever's the biggest draw, whoever's going to sell the most pay-per-views, whoever is the fucking big. Look at Conor McGregor, dude. Doesn't fight in, in two years. Knocks out fucking uh, Cerrone in 14. Then doesn't fight again. And then fucking... Um, and then gets fucking uh, uh, Poirier right away. It's like, but I mean, it is Conor McGregor, bro. It, it I mean, it is Conor yeah, McGregor. But, it, but is this competition? Is this competition right. though, or is this pro wrestling? It's it. Well, <laughs> like, it's a, it's it's a business. And and you know when 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 the UFC sold to whoever they sold to, um, with that sale came a bunch of debt. They have they have. I mean, UFC has is carrying a ton of debt now, so they have to pay a bill every single month, which means they have to put on the biggest fights they possibly can all the time. So I, I like, again, it's not right, but it's, it's business. Like if Conor McGregor knocks out Dustin Poirier, it doesn't even matter if Dustin Poirier knocks himself out in the next fight, Conor will claim he's the greatest of all time and he's back. And if he really felt strongly about it, he could get whatever fight he wants that uh, for the belt at 155, he could fight Usman. They would throw him to Francis. Doesn't matter. Well, it's as hurting. This is hurting, Mike. Okay, so hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. So, yeah. so if the Toronto Blue Jays, who are not a well-drawing team, and the Minnesota Twins, each have 120 wins in a season, the commissioner of the Major League Baseball can go, yeah, but you know what? The Dodgers versus Yankees sounds like a way better option for the World Series. The difference, is, yeah, but the difference is that Dana, that, that, Dana's created his own world that he controls. <laughs> And and it's his own thing that he's god of, basically. I mean, you can't you can't compare that though, because because essentially, and I know I know what you're getting at though, Mike. I know what you're getting at, but essentially, the MLB or even the uh, NBA or even the NHL, they have a fucking uh, a bracket that they have to go through either way. Right. Here, there's no fucking tournament. There's no bracket. The best guys are not going to always fight each other. You know what I mean? Like in a bracket, obviously, you know, the one seat on, is on the top and the two seat is on the bottom and they fill everybody else in, you know, shit like that. And then if it's if it's done right, if these guys fucking perform, the one beats the fucking eight and the two beats the seven and then boom, boom, boom. And then everybody's in the fucking semifinals, the three and the four versus the one and the two or whatever the fuck it is. And the one and the two should be at the fucking in the bottom. Yeah, but That's this is happy. dangerous. This it's is dangerous. Set. Yeah, and like even even the rankings in UFC are subjective. Like, is because you're right. It's not it's not set in stone. They just create the rankings. So if, if they're just created, they can just be ignored. If we start right. booking like this, though, then we're gonna have Jake Paul versus Kamara Usman for the UFC welterweight championship. <laughs> we're gonna get shit like this. Like, yeah, how pissed off would you be as a fan? if Black Beast got pushed to the side and they brought Brock Lesnar in to fight Francis for the belt. Well, they were going to do that with fucking DC. I know. Oh, it was bullshit. They set, up that, they set up that horribly embarrassing promo with DC and Brock Lesnar where he stormed the ring and shoved him. I mean, yeah, that was yeah I mean, that was we're almost there. It's going to happen. Something like that's going to happen. 
Well, yeah. unfortunately, I think I think this Jake Paul kid is a fucking douchebag. Uh, I I never really heard of him until uh, this fighting shit. I think I heard of his brother um, a couple times, but um, he said it today. He had a fucking interview with uh, Ariel Hawani, and he said it today. He goes, "I'm crossing over MMA." And WWE and boxing, and it's all fun. Everybody's buying in. He fucking said it himself. He goes, I am a fucking troll. That's what I do. You're not going to beat me at being a troll. And he's fucking turning everything upside down, and everybody's falling for it. Everybody's fucking falling for it. Jake Paul is the final boss of combat sports now. He has ascended (laughs) beyond world championships. Every MMA fighter or boxer is gunning for this kid now. Mike Perry's challenged him. Usman said he would fight him. Jake Paul agreed to that. Uh, Daniel Cormier said he would drop down to 205 when he weighs 397 right now. But he said it would have to be an MMA fight. Um, he weighs 397 right now? No, I'm just being a smart ass. Oh, okay. I was going to say, goodness gracious. He probably weighs about well, 297, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, that's um, a big boy. Yeah, but... uh. All these guys, dude, are saying they'll box Jake Paul now. And then Jake Paul's saying um, you'll make three times as much money as you would in the UFC. It's disgusting to see. I fucking hate it. I saw a lot of the highlights from this Triller thing. Ben Askren embarrassed himself and everybody he's involved with and the sport of MMA. Um, I don't know if it was a work or not. It sure seemed like he got hit pretty hard. But uh, you know, the thing is, I don't think it's I don't think it was a like I don't think it was a setup. It's just that the whole thing, Triller, all of it, just in general, feels wrong. It feels like it shouldn't exist. So it felt like a setup, even though I don't yeah. think it was. It felt dirty and bad because it because I saw a lot of the clips too, and it was one of the strangest. It it looked like an episode of Maury Povich or something like that. It had that vibe <laughs> where it was just like dirty and one hundred. Bro, it was trash TV. It's trash TV bro, exactly. It's like Jersey Shore. And then Shore. you got fucking Snoop. And fucking uh, Oscar Delahoyer and somebody else oh, fucking up smoking Oscar. weed and doing crack in the back. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here, dude? Oscar was so messed up, dude. I swear to God, yeah. I bet you anything Oscar had his fishnets under that suit, homie. 100%. There's, there's no question about it. I, I tuned in, and the first thing I see is I thought this was a boxing show, and I see two short out there with two big booty hoes shaking that ass. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? You know? And then I see a, like a giant robot at the press conference. And I'm, I'm just like, well, dude, this is beyond WWE. I, I don't even know what the fuck this is anymore. But I yeah, mean, people are paying crazy, attention. Dude. People are tuning in. Dana White says he doesn't want to do business with Jake Paul. So I don't think, I was telling Matt this earlier, they're not going to let Kamara Usman, who is the welterweight champion of the world, and the guy they're trying to build up is pound for pound the best, going there against Jake Paul on the off chance, because anything can happen in a fight, dude. Anything. Mm-hmm. That he gets one lucky on him and puts him to sleep. Because that would look so bad for the UFC. Ben Askren, you can, whatever. You know, he is what he you is. Know, on the subject of people tuning in, though, how many people do you think were tuning into the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight who are also tuning into UFC 261 because it feels like two very different audiences. I agree. Yeah. Like, well, like Jake, Jake Paul has like, m- m- like tens of millions of followers. 
it's not inconceivable that a million and a half of them paid 50 bucks to watch him and Snoop screw around for a few hours. But that's not necessarily the same audience as UFC or somebody who's going to watch Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder. Which also right, looked well, like a spectacle. I, I actually watched. I oh, yeah. watched the two. I watched the UFC, and then I totally forgot about the fucking Askren fight. And I tuned in, and um, I literally saw like Jake Paul on the ring screaming. I was like, "What the fuck!" Like I had missed it. I literally missed it. So and I, was I just, I just looked. Jake Paul has twenty point five million YouTube subscribers. Yeah, yep, so he's he's big right. time. He's big yeah. time, dude. But you and know, probably he's, an even bigger following on you know Instagram or Twitter or Vine where he came from. And I'll look up Instagram. Brothers yeah. followers and all this stuff. So I mean, his, their audience combined is pretty massive. He's also I got mean, some that, sexual assault allegations levying against him too. Yeah, I saw that. What were we gonna say, Rich? Um. Those guys are both bleeps. 15.1 million followers on Insta. Okay. So still a lot of people on Insta. Yeah. yeah I mean, they have a huge audience. It's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they get, you know, Dana said, cause Dana said at the press conference that those numbers, the million and a quarter or whatever it was were BS, but not necessarily. Then I mean, these guys are worldwide, dude. They're not, they're not fucking just, they're not just America. You're talking about fucking worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. I agree. A lot of idiots. A lot of idiots. Uh, so a couple of news tidbits. <clears throat> TJ Dillashaw is out of this fight with Corey Sanhagen, which I believe was this coming weekend. I could have sworn it was. I, I, it was I saw. Did you see the? I'm I think it was this. I think. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it was this weekend. Yeah. Uh, he got hit did with you see what happened? I saw. Yeah. It. Headbutt. Yeah, and his his eye looked like a fucking vagina. Yeah, looked like Dude, Nick yeah, Diaz. Yeah. So he's out. That sucks. Uh, May eighth. May eighth. Mm. Okay, so two weeks. Two weeks. Nick Diaz the, says he uh, wants to fight. The next one is Ray. What is it? Oh, uh, Reyes and Prajinka or whatever his name is. Prochaska. Yeah. That's that's the next one. Okay. Uh Nick Diaz says he wants a fight. So they offered him one. And it's against yes, Kamzat Chamayov. <laughs> yes. Nice easy comeback fight. <laughs> so here's the thing. If Kamzat you know is you know it's funny is he'll do it. If he's completely healed from the COVID shit and whatever was ailing him. It's going to be a bad night for Nick Diaz, bro. Yeah. I don't I don't see that going well for Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz has been out since, I looked it up today, he's been gone since 2015. It's a oh. long layoff. Rich, he's going to get smoked, right? I, no, no, no. I mean, he's going to get smoked, dog, but the best, but the thing is, he's going to bring it, and he's going to get smoked bringing it, and that's what people love. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's not like... He's not like he's going to fucking curl up in a little ball and say, like, all right, well, I've been out for five years. He's going to come out fucking swinging and not give a fuck. Dude, I, maybe I'm fucking stupid. I don't know. I probably am. But this might be – this could be the only guy that might be able to 
go somewhat of a distance because he's so savvy and so so fucking raw in, in there, bro. I don't know. I, he's gonna get knocked out, but it might happen later. <laughs> okay. He might last past the first round. <laughs> yeah, he might last past the first round. Past the first like two go. minutes or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, because he go if he gets dropped, if he gets dropped, he'll stay on the ground and invite him to come jujitsu, come play jujitsu with him. And uh I you know, nobody's seen Hems Hems Hemzats or whatever the fuck his name is, uh jujitsu. So and I'll tell you what. That motherfucking Diaz, those Diaz boys on the ground, they're the real deal. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other, uh, the other couple things I want to get to before we we get out. Uh, so they offered uh, um, middleweight uh, title shot to Robert Whitaker against Adesanya. Not enough time uh, since he just fought. So Marvin Vittori is getting the title shot now. I think uh, the Stylebender makes quick work of Marvin Vittori. What do you think? Yeah, Rich? they've already fought, haven't Matt? they? Yes, it was a, a split decision. Okay, but it, that was a while. I believe that was a while ago. Yes, it was. It was. I think yeah, it was Stylebender's second fight. In the okay, UFC. so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Izzy here easily. I would have liked to have seen Adesanya Robert Whitaker. Two. I know the timing yeah. didn't make sense, and that that seems right because I know I think Whitaker fought what three times in the last year or something, and now he's he got to go fought. back. To New- he just fought, and now he's got to go back into New Zealand and quarantine for two weeks, and they're super strict or yeah. Australia, wherever he's from. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I get why it didn't work, but I would have preferred to have seen that fight. Rich, how do you see that fight going? Um, I'll tell you what, uh, I. I've met guys like Vittori and the stories that I hear about him are like, he's just a fucking maniac and he hurts people in the gym. He's, he's the guy that walks into the gym and his fucking shirts always smell dog. That's, that's the kind of guy he is. Just (laughs) fucking insane, fucking dirty ass clothes. He fucking brings his shirt out of the fucking hamper and puts it back on. Styles make fights and I know that through wrestling as well because uh, the wrestling styles make make wrestling matches too. And this Vittori guy might have, um, I don't want to say full kryptonite, right? But he might have a piece of kryptonite that could possibly um, have Adesanya not put him away in stunning fashion. I'm not saying he'll beat him because I don't think so. I think Asanya is too creative. I think he's too uh, elusive. I think he's too smart. Um, but Vittori is one of those guys that is just standing there and you're hitting him and he's a fucking zombie and he doesn't give a fuck unless he gets a shin to the face, you know? Yeah, the thing is, Vittori's not going to have the size that Blahovich had against the style bender. Um, I know my brother Greg is like, a huge fan of this guy because he trained at his gym <laughs> one and a half times or some shit. But um, I just don't see it, man. I don't, I don't see this guy going in there and beating Stylebender. I just, I'd like you said, Rich, I think he's got too many tools in the bag. Um, I think he makes quick work of them, but maybe I'm fucking dead wrong. But my brother said, you know, styles make fights too with Gaslam and Whitaker. And we saw that shit turned out. He picked Gaslam. And 
Gaslam just got taken apart for five rounds. So, yeah, that's very true. I I don't know, man. But but see, just just going back to that narrative, styles make fights. Gaslam fought Izzy, and it wasn't too long ago, and they had a fucking war, dude. They did, for sure. They had a fucking war. And Izzy got him in the end. I think you said it was a knockout, right, Mike? I, I no, no. This went to the cards. Okay, that's what I thought. It yeah. went to the card, but it was a fucking. All it was out a war. War. It was a fucking war, man. And again, those styles make fights. You know, Gaslam. Yeah. He's a beast, but you know, Izzy got the better of him that time. And the other, uh, the last bit of notes here is it looks like Jones is out. For that heavyweight title fight, Black oh, Beast. How did in. that happen? What yeah. what possibly happened there? Oh. Was he asking for like a lot of money or something, or talking too much on Twitter? Twenty million, bro. Yeah, Joe. Uh, so I'm telling you, man. I don't. First, I don't think this fight's going to go the way it went the last time. And number two, this isn't going to be a walk in the park for Nanganu. Not one fucking bit. You can never count Derek Lewis out of a fight, dude. No, you can't, which is wonderful. I'm secretly hoping Derek Lewis wins just because he's such an, like, he would be such an unconventional, unusual champion. Oh, yeah. And I, I'd kind of love to see it. So I'm kind of Team Lewis on this one. I, if I was going to bet, which I probably will, I'll pick Nganu. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I, 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 I'm kind of like, uh, for, for Derek Lewis. I agree. I, I'm a big fan of, I like both guys. But mm-hmm. Derek he's Lewis good. is just, he's a character, dude. You, you love to hear him talk in the interviews and, you know, and he's just exciting, dude, because it seems like a lot of times he's getting his ass beat and then a knockout just comes out of nowhere, dude. You know? He and looks, He always looks totally surprised by his own success, which I think yes. is kind of entertaining. He's, then, yeah, yeah. he's in the position he's in. His last fight when he put Curtis, Bl- I mean, he... He slept him harder than almost anybody. I mean, he was out, dude. He was sucking his thumb on the ground before he even hit it. Nope. <laughs> you know? Right? That was devastating knockout. Brutal. Hey, I agree with both of you. I I, I like Ngannou. I have nothing bad to say. It's like, but I would like to see Derek Lewis. And I just want to hear what he says with the belt. Like, yes. is, are my balls hot today or something <laughs> like that? Yeah, <laughs> something, like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So it'd be great. Well, boys, been a pleasure. We will meet again for uh, UFC 262. We'll see who the new uh, the guy to take the place of Habib is, and um, we'll talk to you soon.